Hey listeners, I'm Adam, and this is Can I Ask You a Question, a podcast where anyone is welcome to join me for an episode to share their thoughts on a topic of their choice. I'm looking forward to hearing new opinions and perspectives, and hopefully becoming a bit more open-minded along the way. If you're interested in joining me for a future episode, feel free to check out the sign-up link in this episode's description. This episode is brought to you by the Everyday App. Technically, this is an ad, but the Everyday app has honestly been super helpful for me, and I wouldn't partner with a company if I didn't genuinely believe in the product. So, what does the app do? It basically helps you track your habits so that you can see your progress over time. There's a common business saying, what gets measured gets managed. Like I said, it usually applies to businesses, keeping track of things like their sales and customer satisfaction, but I think it's just as relevant for personal goals too. It sounds like a simple concept for an app, but I've personally found it to be super effective in helping create new habits. The app lets you add whatever habits you're currently working on building. For me right now, some of those include reviewing my to-do list each day uh, so that I stay on top of the things I want to get done. Another one is going to the gym, and another one is limiting my time on Twitter to five minutes a day. The app lets you add three habits for free, so you can see if you find it helpful. If you soon realize you want to track more than three habits, like I eventually did, the paid version lets you track unlimited habits and has other cool features, and it's pretty good value in my opinion. There's a link in the episode description that gets you 10% off. All right, let's jump into today's conversation. You good? Where to go? All right. Well, I kind of want to let you start off because well, you, well, you reached out to me. So okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> no worries. I got you. Um, yeah. So I don't know, man. I've been having a lot of conversations with uh, the guy who couldn't make it today, unfortunately, about like um, the free market and then just like regulating big corporations and how it could like affect um, decisions that are made on a day-to-day basis. And I feel like there's like a bunch of different views. Um, one thing that we were like stuck on is like who should, you know, make these decisions like who should these decisions be in favor for people that are profiting off of the companies or should it be in favor of like just society as a whole so that's like a huge debate that me and uh Ziet have been having over the past couple of weeks and then like interesting with uh with this trump ban kind of popping up that's like a prime example of like like who's making these decisions, like who dictates these decisions? Like, does it really make sense? Are we going to continue in this direction moving forward? So like, I don't know. I just have a bunch of questions on that front and I figured who better to go to than for some, for some opinions and some and whatnot. Um, But yeah. What are your thoughts on that, on that piece? That's an interesting piece that you said where um, let's say you were to, you were to have a poll, you were to ask people if they think Trump should be removed from Twitter. Yeah. Like you said, you could poll, you could do the majority, you could, you could poll like the shareholders of Twitter. You could, you could poll the general U S public. You could poll all Twitter users. Like what's the fair way to do it. Do you think that you could go based on like a majority vote? Like whoever vote, Whatever the majority is, if it's yes or no, you think you could do it? Is that a fair way to do it? I I don't know. I think it it boils down to who you think like should be, who these corporations should be 
in favor of Mm -hmm. and like should they be in favor of you know like making the best dollars for people that are on these platforms or should they be in the business of just doing anything and everything to like yeah make a sustainable profit but also benefit like society at a whole level like a part of me wants like feels like it's logical to just like like whatever makes most sense for the business is the direction that you should take and i feel like that makes sense in the short term but i i question like how sustainable it becomes from like a society perspective like long 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 term um so yeah that that's i honestly i i'm so like in the middle right now i'm not too sure where i kind of stand with with everything i think like let me try to think of some like so some points that i do agree with for this trump ban and like why he he should be banned for like the specific circumstance is because i think that like if you look at the stuff that and i can't like uh quote it like word for word off top of my head but he's just like kind of showing support and like love to all the people that were you know in these rallies and protests and like not um he wasn't directly saying like oh like go out and do this like i support you but he was also like dismissing it and making it seem like it wasn't like crazy what these people um did over the past after they stormed the capitol well he exactly at first i think he he put out a couple tweets saying like you know don't don't attack the capitol don't don't um don't attack like law enforcement but then he released a video where he said something. It was something like, he's like, I know you're hurt. It was a, it was a stolen election. Everyone knows it was stolen. Mm-hmm. He says, he says like, we can't, he said something like, we can't be violent, but I love you. You're special people. He's talking to like the people who just stormed the Capitol, you know, right. killed an officer, like destroyed. Yeah. But like, so do you fuel like, the fire? Like, exactly, yeah. exactly. Like, he's not directly saying go out and do this, but he's like inciting making... violence. Exactly, indirectly. Exactly. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. So, like, I and like, I don't know. I'm no lawyer, but like, technically speaking, like he, like, like he's not directly doing it. So I feel like for that reason, I kind of question whether or not he should be. He just so happens to be a person that has like a huge platform and people that like ride or die for him literally yeah and and i think that that's that's where like the the issue is for this specific instance um and where it becomes a huge issue in the in the long term but like technically right now like there's lots of people that that do and say worse things but don't have the following so let's say let's say you're Twitter, you're the head of Twitter, right? And you're Jack Dorsey. You don't know what to do. You don't know whether to ban him. Um, and you, so you want to ask like the Twitter user base. So you go out on like Jack Dorsey or on like the Twitter account and say, like, should we ban Trump? Yes or no. And you poll everyone. Two questions for you. One, what do you think what do you think there ends up being more of? What, yes or no? What direction it goes in? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you, it, yeah. and then also, do you think it's, do you think that's like a fair way to actually make a decision like that? Uh, okay. So, first answer is yeah, I think it goes in favor of like banning Trump. Yeah. Um, because what percentage? I think, I think you had well, a. What's your guess? My guess, I, I kind of saw the percentage. So now I would go off that. But uh, oh, yeah. 
I, I think, well, didn't you mention something similar to that on the, anyways, if I was, if I was to guess, if I was to guess, I would say probably like, uh, maybe like an 80, 20 split, like a little bit, a little bit lower than that. Interesting. Maybe 70 to 80% of the people that are on Twitter are like, um, in favor, it, you think would be in favor, would of be in favor of, of, of getting rid of, of Trump. Yeah. Um, because of, I don't know. I feel like Trump or Twitter is a pretty like future forward platform. People have like, for the most part, generally speaking, uh, like a little bit more open-minded and, and whatnot. And I think you have to be in a certain place to be in Twitter to begin with. It skews Um, younger. Like it's a young, like younger than the average population and younger people tend to vote more for Biden than Trump. Right. Right. So I think that that's where it would skew and then the second question was, do I think that's fair? Yeah. No, because you're not. Well, whoa. okay, no. So instant response would be no, because you're not getting like a fair read on like the general population. But what you are getting is a fair read on like Twitter's population. So like you should, you know what I mean? Tend to the people that are on the platform, not in like a certain country. So That's what I think. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I do you think that's the approach they took? How do you think that they handled it? From what I hear, yeah. Um there was like a lot of a lot of Twitter employees like put together a petition type of thing and were like, you know, really upset and and pushed pushed Twitter leadership to do it. Mm-hmm. So So, I know that they didn't make the decision based on polling the Twitter users. Like there was, they didn't do that. That That would be so cool though. Imagine like you log into Twitter and it says like, should we ban Trump? Yes. No. (laughs) It's like, just gets bumped all the way. That'd be really cool. And that would be Um, a cool way for them to like justify like, Hey, this is what the people wanted on our platform. Maybe that's the approach. They should have democracy, right? Like, yeah, no agreed. Maybe that's the approach that they should have taken because then they could be like, listen, like, we get that this isn't what the states want, but Twitter isn't limited to the states, and this is what Twitter you guys wants. want. We can't yeah. make everyone happy, but this is the majority. Yeah. So, but yeah, to answer your question, how they made the decision, I feel like they, you know, Twitter leadership, the people who work for Twitter, yeah, they they voiced their opinion and and they made a decision based on that and based on. I, I read the thing on how they interpreted some of Trump's. Uh, tweets and how they violated the terms of service. One of them is around glorifying violence, it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much Trump, essentially the day after Trump said, like, he called them patriots, which, like, you can read the Twitter thing, but pretty much they felt that calling these people patriots, like, glorifies violence, encourages them to do stuff like this again. Mm-hmm. And there were there were a few other things, like, continuing to... Oh, he said he's not going to go to the inauguration, right? So continuing to say that you're acting like a kid at that point, like, like yeah, grow up. Like you're you're you could be a grandfather. You probably are a grandfather. Like what are you doing? Like you've been around for generations. Like take your L, go to the inauguration. You're so pro states and America. Go support your country no matter what the result is. Like come on, man. Yeah, crazy. Like yeah. so. Quick quick side note there. Um, like calling them patriots and stuff like that. Have you heard of the like the Proud Boys that like Trump support group? 
I've heard of the term proud boys. Um, I assume it's just like super racist white guys. You know that, you know that, uh, the like founder, the founder of the proud boys is actually from Ottawa. No way. Yeah. How crazy is that? This guy went to the States and is just a, I don't know. Wow. Are they, are they like, so they're an official, like they call themselves the proud boys. Like Trump has used the name proud boys. Yeah, he said it a couple times. Like he's referred to them, like oh, like my dear proud boys. <laughs> like just like gives them shout outs from what I've seen on a couple of YouTube videos, which is like absurd. Wow. But, yeah. Um. Oh, so the one thing that uh, what you just said around like uh, hearing that Twitter uh, likely got their execs to make this decision, and they yeah. had like the petitions and stuff like that. Like that's a like a issue, and it's like maybe this isn't like actually how it played out but i would think like a factor that would be put into this decision is like if we have all of these people like think of your leadership right yeah we have all of these people that are working for me that are petitioning like i'm against trump being on twitter if we don't do something about it they're likely their their like move is like i'm out i'm gonna go work for you know what i mean yeah people are like replaceable but i think that twitter also has staff that is like you know, like super um, hmm. up there. So that's like the decision is probably like, okay, like whether we like it or not, like if we don't do this, we have a lot of people that do a lot around Twitter that will leave. And then, and then what? Like, I'm sure there's a lot of maintenance and stuff that goes into running Twitter on a daily basis, right? If you have a good percentage of people that just work walk for you, away. just yeah. walk away. Do you know how much? like trouble that's yeah. like that's a lot yeah. and twitter's a big company too so that would be like crazy um yeah so yeah that's where it becomes a little bit problematic because they're like making decisions based off of like strictly the bottom line and and and, and making money and not being in a in a hard place in terms of business and maybe not necessarily thinking about the long term yeah I'm interested to see where this goes. If more people get banned, like more, you know, prominent Trump supporters who pretty much say the same things as him. They're just not the president. Yeah. So I'm curious what happens with them. I'm curious if there ends up being like, you know, an alternative Twitter for these people. Like you heard, have you heard about parlor? I heard. So I random, I heard about that. I just started trying to listen to podcasts recently and Anyways, one of the podcasts they mentioned mentioned okay, like are you guys worried that after this ban, you're gonna see like X percentage of users like not be engaged and go to platforms like Parlor, like you had mentioned? And I was like, what is Parlor? I've never heard of that before. But I'm guessing it's just like literally just like Twitter, but a much smaller niche crowd. Like what? Yeah. Have you heard of it before? Have you? I hadn't. I hadn't until like this week. So I downloaded the app. It's all these Trump supporters on there. Oh, I didn't really. The app was like kind of hard to use. But I think Apple's ban- taking them out of the app store. And I think their servers are AWS, like Amazon. And Amazon's taking them away. So like they're all these guys, they're just getting shut down. So I'm curious, like, what's going to happen with Trump? Is he going to be able to get a voice in, like, you know, once he's no longer president? He probably wants his own, like, TV show or something like that. I wonder if 
what's gonna happen yeah so what well where's the like the free speech in that i feel like the state's like whole thing is like free speech you know like opportunity everyone can do what they can to be the like their best selves and if you have like all of these big corporations that are like for the most part um like anti-trump um and liberals and stuff like that like you're gonna end up having um certain platforms like not have an opportunity at all like like you were just saying like okay these people decide we're gonna go to parlor they can't even go to parlor because parlor is just being destroyed because all of the entities above parlor that can help them be what they want to be or have the platform they want to have are just like not for it so it's like that's a little bit backwards and i think i would argue that that probably just creates like more divide and like inequality like years and years and years down the road because you know there's lots of great things that come out of social media i think as much as there are bad but if they don't have access to that just because of their views and that seems like a little backwards yeah i agree i don't i don't know where this is headed huh how do you even sell par- parlor p-a-r-l-e-r yeah that's craziness i think before this there was a site called gab have you heard of it oh um similar thing um Hmm. um what was i gonna say parlor app amazon yeah so one of my uh one of my friends or i think you mentioned it too like around like the like are we going to start to get to a state where we just start banning like anyone and everyone just based off of like polarizing views and stuff like that yeah um my friend just took to like facebook saying like he disagrees with the 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 trump ban and i was just like kind of i like just direct message him be like oh like 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 what's going on like what's up like can i hear like a little bit more about like why i disagree with it yeah anyways one of the points that he brought up was like he thinks that um it's unfair because like these political parties and and stuff like that are starting to fight for like regulation of companies when it's like in their favor um and there's trump's trump's banned but there's and this is in the states this is a problem that's in the states there's plenty of other countries and stuff like that across the world where there have been like people with huge platforms that say even worse stuff and incite even more violence but aren't banned because it doesn't directly impact the states yeah i've seen people saying that stuff too so I, i i've tried to look into it a bit um but i haven't did they did they give ex- specific examples like i need to see of like certain twitter accounts that exist today where people are saying worse stuff yeah i didn't i didn't get the chance to um to ask him that question um but he's so he's uh he's venezuelan and i'm like there's a lot of crazy stuff from what i hear that's going on in, in venezuela yeah he's like super active on like twitter and social media and stuff like that and so i think that he's like a relatively credible source but no he didn't he didn't share any specific um 
like accounts but i can only imagine that like you know there there probably are instances where there's politicians that say certain things and then you know results in something happening in in this place but because it doesn't directly impact the states it just doesn't get as many eyes and it just kind of goes as like oh you know whatever this person's utilizing this platform hmm yeah like if that's true it seems like an issue right yeah like it shouldn't matter where you are if you're you know causing violence a hundred percent and so for that reason i feel like if you are going to commit to you know starting to you know ban like political figures that have these like um polarizing views that aren't in favor of the execs of these companies then you should do it across the board or not do it at all yeah because i don't know like we were saying earlier twitter spans a lot more borders than just north america right like there's a lot of places that utilize twitter and probably run into the same issues and would benefit i would think from yeah yeah crazy stuff that's going on i don't i honestly don't know where i stand with it do you what go ahead go ahead i was gonna say do you think it's an issue that like from what i've seen for like twitter facebook google yeah their their employees tend like the majority of them like 75 percent plus yeah would have voted for like biden over trump versus like if you look at the election you know, somehow 49% of the U.S. voted for Trump. Like, Wait, like, okay, sorry, say that again. So there's 75% of Twitter users what claim they would employees. have voted. Oh, employees. So when I looked, I found this source that pretty much shows like, I don't know how they get the data, but it shows like um, dollar the amount of money that went towards like the Democratic campaign versus Republican campaign campaign and donations mm-hmm. from twitter employees from facebook employees from google employees for twitter it was like 88 percent of some of the donations went towards biden and the democrats in the past election and like 12 percent went towards so pretty much what i'm saying is like the employees do not represent the u.s population in the sense that 49 percent of the u.s population voted for trump in the election but probably only like 10% of Twitter employees voted for Trump in the election. And I just wonder, like, is that a problem? Like, I don't know. Um, so I get what you're saying. Do you, do, would you consider, well, you're asking, is it a problem? I think it's a, it's a bit of a problem because then you end up creating like biases, maybe like just, went like throughout your workflow yeah so like i and and like the one thing that i always think about for these types of things especially and i think we've talked about this before is like the ways in which like people get like um targeted like tweets and like the type of information and stuff that people see online so like um oh wait actually no i guess that wouldn't affect that no but you bring up a good point around like i think maybe that's where you're going but yeah. like in a workplace, you want diversity. Yeah. And one, there's different types of diversity. One of way, one type of diversity is, I guess, like, I don't know. Do you need, like, I think most people agree you need, most people agree you want gender diversity, ethnicity, like racial diversity, right? 
Most mm -hmm. people would agree with that. But political diversity, do you need that? Or like, I think there's value in having different um, opinions and opinions, stuff like that. Yeah. But most of the opinions personally of Trump voters that I've come across, you know, they don't make sense to me. So I don't want, like, I don't necessarily want that, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm ignorant to that. Yeah. And I, I don't know. No, I, no, I, okay. So to that point, I think that it's definitely beneficial to have like people around you working that will challenge your ideas and force you to think in like perspectives that you wouldn't be able to come up with on your own. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I think that that would be like a huge benefit to have that like split because then that, that would kind of breed, I would think like more and more like innovation and compromises to have like a fair platform for <clears throat> people like across the world that just have different views. Whereas if you have people that, you know, work or that have views like, like pro Trump or whatever, like a certain view or, or anti-Trump, sorry, then you're going to end up having a platform that would breed, I would think maybe sub subconsciously like breeds more and more of, of that. Um, and that could, that could be an issue. I would think. Well, let's say, let's say like, it's probably higher than this, but let's say like 5% of the U S is like, you know, super racist people, mm -hmm. white supremacists. That doesn't mean I want 5% of my, workforce to be super racist <laughs> i don't want any but i think there's a medium like i think that like yes there's like radicals but i, I would say that there might be radicals on like both sides of yeah. the spectrum right yeah um yeah i uh, yeah i don't know i think it would be good to have a fair split but maybe not like a fair split of people that could potentially have like super intense views that would hurt society i don't know but like how do you even go about gauging that like how, that would be such a tough thing to like like would you start asking so like let's think through that process like how would that work from like a hiring perspective would you just start asking people like what kind of views you have in terms of politics that's a good question i don't know that I mean, would you, be you could wild i think there's also a lot of people that just don't know like me to be completely honest with you half the time i don't know what the fuck's going on so like <laughs> like that that like then you just re you're relying on so many people to just be up to date on like anything and everything that's happening and um not that that's a lot to ask for but like it's it's uh time consuming and not any anyone and everyone is willing to be brushed up on those types of things so then is, you it, might, that's is it wrong to say that like Biden voters who voted for Biden would be on average more educated, like based on the data than, than Trump supporters. Like I'm pretty sure they run all this census data. So like, I think, I think they know like what percentage of people who voted for Biden have a college degree versus mm -hmm. what percentage of people who voted for Trump. I would, I would feel like maybe like, like now in the past couple, like decades, two decades or so, that would be the case. But yeah. I think, you know, like 1900s to like 19, like 70s or 60s or whatever, it would be vice versa. And people that are like, maybe like a little bit more like capitalists and have those more um, conservative views that would have been more conservative. But I think since like the introduction of the internet, that might have like shifted a little bit. 
here. That's what, like, I'll share my screen. Is there stats around that? Is that a fact? I think Do so. You... Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a fact. Um, one sec. No worries. Oh, I need to... <clears throat> I think it says... One sec. Can you see? Mm-hmm. Uh, so right. this, this year... Okay, let I'm me pretty sure things. this is like legit research. Like it's among not updated voters in 2016. Wide gap among whites by education. So like here, college grad. Like look at Clinton versus Trump. Um. Okay. Oh wow. Like the spread's huge compared to, you know, at the top. Can you see my mouse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can see it moving. So, assuming this data is legit, I'm I'm pretty sure it's like fairly considered legit. I guess where I was going with this is like maybe that's why you know like if if, and that's not to say there aren't Trump voters who aren't well who aren't well educated, but maybe this explains part of it is like. Also, like interesting thing to look at is the like spread for minorities and how like there's just such a big divide. Here. Yeah. Like 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 minorities and stuff like that are predominantly voting for. Clinton. Yeah, because he's racist. Right. No, but that like that's like it shouldn't be like that. What do you mean? Like it should be like you have political views, but your political views aren't like um, polarizing to the point where you skew towards a certain race. But like he's like very. Right. No, I know that that's the reality of it, and that's yeah. how it is. But like, I don't think that it should be that way. Like, I don't oh, know. I know you'd you'd hope that there wasn't a cha- a difference between races. Yeah, but that's the case. Yeah, which is crazy. Uh, what else is there? College grad, non-college grad, among whites, college grad. I'll have to pull it up. I like there's one that I came across that's like way more detailed than this. Like really cool stuff. Um like down to the like salaries and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, like all sorts of stuff. Okay, so do you think that these people that are like, you know, ma- like super educated and making a bunch of money and this that and the fourth are like actually operating at like uh operating to like benefit like society from a long-term perspective or do you think that they're just smart people that are lining their pockets in the short term and doing shit that's going to destroy what's going on do you mind repeating or or okay yeah 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 sorry i think i went a little quick there no it's okay uh so what what did i even say so the we're talking about the educate like educated split between clinton and trump uh majority of people um being educated okay so do you think that that the people that you know have these like super high salaries and education and stuff like that are actually like their morals and views and the way that they operate on a daily basis is to like actually do things and make money that's gonna benefit like society uh in the long term or do you think the things or do you think that this like education and the money that they make right now is just short term and like it's going to destroy us in the long term? <laughs> not destroy us, but like it's not it's not not beneficial like it. I'm trying to I'm trying to see 
I don't think I, I fully understand. Fully get it? Okay, it's all good. Well, I'll, I'll try to I'll try to think of a better way to formulate. Then I'll ask it again. Okay. Uh, there is some other stuff going on here. This is by religion. Wait, what's this Pew Research? Are you on this website frequently? I've been on it before. The demographic profiles of Trump and Clinton voters heard dramatically. Hmm. Interesting. Trying to. Oh, now I got this whole thing full screen. I wanted to see. Wait, look at this. Oh no, yeah. this is white. This is white. Yeah, sixty-three percent of. This says 63% of Trump voters were non-college white people. Huh. Oh, here's here's some income stuff. Mm. Actually, I don't really know how to interpret this on the spot. Plus, Wait, it won't. 75% or more, 30 to... But I don't know what voters, wow. non-voters means. Oh, okay. Oh, maybe it's like in like non-voters. Oh, I think it just means people that just aren't voting like for a party at all. Oh. Like not reaching the polls. Okay. Wow. So look how much it indexes for white people. Like minorities are not are not voting. They're being suppressed. Or they're like for some reason. They're not being accurately represented. I didn't mm. realize this. Like I knew, I know, or at least I hear always that, you know, minority votes are being suppressed. Mm-hmm. This is the evidence, right? Oh, that's another, th- that's another thing that's like wild about this. I like, maybe this is BS, but I feel like somewhere in the midst of all this crazy tweets and social posts, I saw that the reason why these people like stormed, the capital to begin with is so that they could like destroy some sort of votes or or something like that does that ring a bell or does that yeah like i don't fully know the deep I, I don't fully understand it but from what i do understand they were like certifying the election results mm-hmm. that day mm-hmm. um so they were trying to like stop that or that was part of it yeah but as, from what I hear, there was nothing they could actually do to like stop the results. Hmm. Um, that so that the picture, and now I'm remembering it now. The picture that I saw was like, oh, the real heroes in the situation are the people that worked at Capitol and were able to secure these votes. That I guess, to your point, were still being certified from being like completely like ruined or tarnished. And I don't know if that would like actually happen if they were like burned or destroyed oh yeah i saw something about that too right like would that throw things off like completely i don't know like and if so then like that's an example of just like i don't know people yeah that's that's messed up that's messed up and things like that is like the reason why i'm like okay get this guy off of twitter because he's got (laughs) people doing some crazy stuff crazy stuff but also like how how in the world are we still and i know that we're kind of going to like a completely different um like subject here 
but voting and like being on paper and stuff like that like what do you what do you think about that do you think that that's like too old school and we shouldn't be doing that stuff and we should like transition to digital asap or do you think that there's a problem in 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 transitioning to digital and maybe that like race gap would be even higher Hmm. uh that's a good question so i'm not an expert but i've also wondered like it's 2020 how are we not voting on the computer especially like people like i hear reports people waiting like hours in line like crazy stuff and when you if you have to wait hours in line a lot of people are like like they can't do that they have to you know take care of their kids go to work so they leave and they don't get to vote and like from what I hear, that could be happening in areas where, you know, they're trying to prevent certain people from voting, right? Like they might purposely, you know, not have enough people staffed or stuff like that. So the main reason I've heard as to why it's not done online is that there's more chances it of it being like hacked or compromised the vote. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about, or I hadn't heard the piece that you said around, maybe there's even, maybe it leads to kind of worse, um, turnout or access for certain minority groups or, or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's an issue too. Um, One minute washroom break. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Go ahead. (laughs) Thanks. No worries. about that no all good do you want to try asking me again i'll try do you remember like the thing i made you repeat and i still <laughs> yeah 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 um no i i <laughs> let let's uh I, i'm gonna like i've still got it in my head i'm thinking okay. about the back of my head but no i'm not okay. ready to re-ask it yet okay no worries there was something else i was just uh that my friend said that was like i thought was interesting and i want to s- hear your take on it yeah um he was talking about um what was it sorry give me yeah no rush here Uh, people listening right now they can do some you know meditation in the meantime take some deep breaths be present yeah okay so i think he was talking about just like whether or not um corporations like like social media platforms and tech and stuff like that should be um private or like public so like public in the sense like it's like the government runs it Mm. and regulates like um costs and just the way that the business operates and I don't know, other decisions like that. Yeah. So the one thing that got me thinking is like, okay, let's just say like we switch things completely to that like model and like, um, like social media platforms are 
brand by the government <clears throat> and then we have like certain people banned okay but what happens if if we do the same thing for like the actual infrastructure that runs these social media platforms so like as an example like um it, like aws and all of these servers and stuff like that then your his 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 point there was then what ends up happening is you have like zero information on like other opinions and views that may or may not exist so sorry okay the first piece was like what if there was a twitter that mm-hmm. was government owned right mm-hmm. yeah and then exactly. what was the second piece so say so say we have a Twitter that's that's government owned and we have a certain party that's that's in office and they decide that, okay we're going to suppress all of oh. these different things on our platform right yeah yeah but let's just say um, the next step I guess would be like in terms of like tech and stuff like that would be the infrastructure that like Twitter and all of these platforms run on if they have that same like public ownership and like regulation and stuff like that, then they could easily be okay. Like zero information on this, you know, certain view or whatever will be available to anyone. Okay. Huh. I'd never thought about like a government owned social media platform before I'd thought about like a nonprofit Mm -hmm. social media platform. And like, if that would have any different results, because I've thought about it in the sense that at least for me, like one of the issues with social media is like the ad, you know, my beef with advertising. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just trying to like, because they're a for-profit company, they got to make more money. They got to sell more ads, which means they got to keep me on there as long as possible. Like that creates this issue where now I'm literally on Twitter, like five hours a day. I'm, I'm hooked. Is that that's your that's your I'm app addicted. of choice? That's your app of choice. Yeah, I'm Twitter? addicted. I'm addicted. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. But I wonder, like, would I be this addicted if it was a nonprofit? Like, hmm. if they didn't have the profit incentive, maybe they would be. I don't know. I don't know yeah. if it would make a difference. Maybe I think, it wouldn't. I think it. I think it would make a complete difference because there, there's the there's the Netflix. I forget what it's called. There's like a Netflix um, Doc. documentary movie. The social that, dilemma exactly the social dilemma and like you see how they like they do such a good job of like painting the picture about how like all of these platforms um main goal and intent is to make their like make you engaged like they do anything and everything that they can to make sure that your eyes are on the screen because it's more money in their pockets right where yeah. as if it's like if it's a nonprofit, they're not making money they don't have these absurd quotas they don't need to like grow they might compete to compete but they're not competing with like the the risk of like losing their job or like losing a bunch of money right so i think if that's the case then yeah a result of that is we don't end up having these i don't know platforms that are as engaging and make us want to be on there like every single minute and get the likes and stuff like that but you know what would actually be like interesting is if if they just got maybe got rid of um likes and follower likes likes and follower counts for political figures so 
let's say um, you're Trump, for example, okay? You go to make your Twitter profile and it asks you a bunch of questions. One of those questions is, are you a political figure? He puts up yes, obviously. It automatically like blanks out his follower account, blanks out the ability to like, retweet this, that, and the fourth. And then the people that see his content aren't like getting that like social validation on tweets. So like if he says something crazy, they see it. And then I would think, I would think that they might put more thought into what he's saying. If there's not like, they don't see like 59,000 likes and retweets and stuff like that. They may be like, Oh, like, well, this is pretty crazy as if Trump's saying that. And then they might like actually start digging for like their own information rather than just being like, Oh, like, well, these 60,000 people that follow Trump think it's great. I think it's great too. You know what I mean? Especially since there's no dislike button. So you don't know how many people disliked it. You just see 200,000 people like this racist tweet from Trump. Mm -hmm. So what, okay. So what do you think about one option? As you said, no likes. Another option is you add dislikes. Mm -hmm. Mm. No, I think that like, I think that it's, it's like just nothing at all. Like just a, just a tweet. And like, you can see, you have the ability to see this person's perspective and thoughts because as soon as you start putting like likes and and dislikes it like throws like i don't know that if that's the case then i think um oh what would happen (laughs) well youtube i did i did a podcast episode on this okay because youtube has likes and dislikes and i i did i did i had a conversation where i was like should twitter have a dislike button too Mm -hmm. and what wait what was the verdict or what was your opinion for that Oh, I can't even remember what the verdict was, but I do. Some of the things that came up is that I definitely like that YouTube has a like and dislike button. Mm -hmm. Like I definitely use that a lot when I go to a video, especially if I'm looking for like, I don't know, a tutorial on something like how to fix a computer issue. If I go on and like, there's like a ton of dislikes, like the, there's more dislikes than likes on a fixing my computer tutorial. It's obviously shit. Yeah. But the issue with it is sometimes it's not a good indication. For instance, like you could go on like one of Trump's, like let's say there's a super or like a super racist person has a YouTube um, page. Mm-hmm. If you go on their videos, it's going to have a ton of likes. It's going to have more likes than dislikes. That's just because like none of the, no normal people are looking at it. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. No, no, that does make sense. But what I was what I was gonna say for Twitter, especially, and maybe you agree with this, I feel like um, outrageous tweets travel pretty quick too. Oh yeah, like yeah. people share stuff just because it's like, wow, look at this guy's crazy opinion. Yeah, and then that would like, let's say, like Trump tweets, like, yeah, okay, X percent of his followers just are proud boys and like it (laughs) and then like x percent of all of twitter sees this but don't follow him and then dislike it does that like um like i feel like that like personal opinion i think that that like split might make like a little bit more divide and like oh these people don't like it they're crazy like a little bit more divide oh yeah Um, i can see that 
yeah that's what that's 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 what i think that that would end up like resulting in and why i would prefer to just have no likes no dislikes but only for people that are like political figures and that that could that could be cool i wonder if that would be something that could that could play out i feel like we're starting to see it now with um not likes and stuff like that but we're starting to see a lot more ads and stuff around um politics and stuff like that like when i've just in the past go go to uh, set up like campaigns on on youtube and facebook and instagram and stuff like that it asks you like does your campaign have anything to do with like elections or this oh really yeah yeah and mine never obviously mine don't so like i haven't really found out uh what happens if they do but i'm assuming they probably just don't get um posted if that's the case right so, or that goes through some process like yeah like a manual process. validation process or something like that let's talk about uh some of your some of your questions does trump have a burner account now or did he cry when he found out he- <laughs> <laughs> i definitely think he cried man i think did he, he cried i actually i don't know if he cried i feel like he's an angry type of person like i think he's the type of person it's like ah it just starts like punching stuff and yeah i bet he was like, angry too and yeah. also like had like withdrawal symptoms like it's a drug for him the amount he uses twitter hundred probably shaking that's true think about that so like you said and like you said jokingly like i'm addicted to social media but like anyone and every like a lot of people are this these days and it's hard to just like up and quit social media cold turkey and we're people that like don't have like millions and gazillions of followers and likes on all of our tweets imagine being trump um and like anytime you put something out you have all this support you feel all this love like imagine the rush that he gets when he tweets he's like all these people yeah trump 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 like in the back of his head he doesn't get that anymore he doesn't get his fix he's probably going crazy yeah tell me you love me tell me you love me you like my views what do you think of this i know you love it say it say it (laughs) oh my gosh yeah he he's probably going nuts i'd love to (laughs) i'd love to be a fly on the wall and wherever he stayed at these days um or wait is he allowed on parlor is he on parlor does he have a parlor account i don't know if he has a parlor account but if they're not shut down, I think I'm pretty sure they've either already been shut down or are in the process of being shutting shut down. Okay. Um, what? Do I, what's that? Go ahead. I was going to ask you. Like, I'd be curious to know. Yeah. Like I said, 49% of the U.S. voted for Trump. It was 51% Biden. Yeah. 49% Trump. I'm curious. Like, if you were to do a revote right now. Mm-hmm. How does it change given all this stuff that's happened? Like, do you think a decent number of these Trump supporters have been like, wow, he crossed the line, like I'm switching over? Or do you think it's still like, you know, almost yeah. 50-50? I don't know. It's a good I, question. I hope, I would hope that he lost. I would hope that he lost a decent chunk of his base who was like, this guy's too crazy for me now. Yeah. But I guess regardless, you a certain portion of his base even love him now even more or like obsessed. Right. So that was, I think my question there was going to be like, do you think that the amount of people that were like kind of on the edge about Trump and like all of this stuff that has been happening outweighs the people that like 
didn't make it to the polls and didn't vote just because they thought that they had it in the bag. Because I think that there's a lot of people in the States, especially that are really probably pro-Trump and probably just don't like do anything about it. Just think that it's going to happen and roll with the punches if it do. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a super good question. I would hope, I would hope given all of the crazy stuff that's been going on and, uh, that it would be in favor of, of, of Biden even more than it was before. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder how you get young people to vote more. Cause like you see this here, voters, non-voters, it, cause I know that young voters always skew more. Make it like a make just like a tax benefit voters tax benefit. You get oh, like twenty bucks. That's it. That'll do it. Twenty bucks will do it. A hundred percent. Do you know how many eighteen year olds you'd have pull it up to the polls thinking they're going to get for twenty bucks the next that's day? Smart. That's smart. <laughs> Jokes on you. You get it with your friggin' Serb refund at the end of the year. Look at this. This is just crazy stuff. Nine. So this is of non-voters. Nine percent are sixty-five plus, but twenty-seven percent of the actual voters are 65 plus it's like it's not even like close and then young voters same thing like no one young is voting um what was i gonna say oh i don't know i forget who what uh where i was gonna go with this but i wonder what the perspective of like the states has been over the past or sorry the perspective of other countries has been over the past couple weeks with all of this stuff that's that's going on like does does china does russia like all of these other places see the states as like this crazy place with all of this stuff going on because i don't know like and i know it's nuts um that the States is going through this now, but when I see this stuff happening in like other countries, like, Oh, like political party, like radicals storm this building to do this. Like, I think like, Holy, like this is nuts. But I think that because we're like in it and we've seen so much of it, it's become like a little bit like, Oh, like what else is new? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Random, random thought there, but. Yeah, I think people are probably like people look to the US to be like, you know, like one of like the the countries in the world you can depend on and that's just that's done. <laughs> yeah. It's not that place anymore. Um do you think Trump has a burner account? <laughs> that he's just he's he's tweeting from or that he's just like taking stuff in? Uh both. Tweeting and taking stuff in. I think he definitely has well, he has access to like the White House account and some of these accounts, but he's not allowed to tweet from them. Like if they know he's tweeting from them, he gets shut down. Put the phone down, not like please, please. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think I don't think he has a burner account that he's tweeting from right now with like three followers. <laughs> but I think I think he's definitely like on Twitter, like reading what's going on. Oh my gosh. Just fuming that he can't tweet. This guy's going through it right now. But the interesting thing is, I guess that as soon as his candidacy is done, he's going to get access to all these profiles again. Say it again. Once what? Once it, like once he's like uh, like Biden's inaugurated. No, he's in. not. Oh, he's done. Done. I he's thought done. I, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like, he got expelled. Yeah, he's yeah. Not he's, even the suspension. Yeah. He's expelled. 
I think some of them said indefinitely, meaning like no timetable as to when he gets it back. I think Twitter is considered permanent. So like maybe he could do things to change their mind if he, you know, apologizes and becomes a better person, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's not looking too promising. Oh man, that's wild. I like well, I told you your question that you had around <clears throat> can conflicting opinions drive progression in different areas of society, or is it better for there to be little dividing perspectives of nations? Yeah. I, uh, what are you, what are your thoughts on it? Do you think that like having the conflict and ability to see different people's opinions does drive that, you know, progression that we want? Yeah. I feel like maybe like there's gotta be a balance. Like I feel like it's a cop-out answer, mm-hmm. but like you want different opinions to a certain degree, as long as you can like have a healthy conversation conversation around it. If everyone has the exact same view, that's a problem because like then things will never change. You know, like slavery was once legal. You need people who are, you know, you need to be able to listen to, you need to be able to have things change, right? Yeah, listen to the other side of the coin. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely, especially from <clears throat> like a innovation perspective yeah. uh, and just making things things better. You need to have these, these, these certain things. What do you think? Same? Yeah, 100%. 100%. But to your point, I think that the key thing there is being able to have like healthy conversations around it and not just shouting matches and like people that are like open-minded enough to like actually hear other people's perspectives and think about it and realize that, you know, there's other people in the world and the States and North America, whatever that share this opinion. So it should be, should be valued. Yeah. What you have, you put something around like do Trump's tweets directly promote violence. So I can put up. Have you seen, have you seen any that, that actually do? Um, well, it depends what you mean by like, what did you use the word directly promote violence? It's like, I guess it's, hmm, I would say no. I don't see any directly, mm-hmm. but I, I see stuff that, I guess it depends how you use the word direct, but I see stuff that he's clearly like fueling the fire. Right. And it's going to, it's going to result in like stuff happening, but he's not, he's never, I've never seen him tell people to like. Do certain things. Right. And I think <clears throat> that's, that's like one of the big arguments of people that are like, um, disagree with Trump getting banned is they feel like um, you know the rules and regulations on Twitter is like for the most part it should be like oh, like you can say whatever you want just don't like promote violence and I, I think that like technically speaking he doesn't promote it he just so happens to like you said like incite it and fuel this he's fire. being sneaky about it like he is right. he's he is promoting it just not like saying it blatantly but like right here i can share mind you i haven't i haven't seen a lot of them so maybe there are some that are like super like questionable the one thing that i thought was like super ironic especially was um 
uh, how a couple years back or maybe it was more recently, he was saying like people that, you know, are damaging public property because of this, 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 like just political views are, will be arrested and fine like this. And like now what? Because it's your followers that are doing it. You're just completely silent about it. Like, yeah, it's BS. What were yes. some of those those tweets that you oh. saw? Well, I was going to show. So this is like Twitter's report on why they suspended him. So I can read it. It's so wild. After a close review of recent tweets from Trump account, Trump's account and the context around them, specifically how they are being received and interpreted on and off Twitter, we have permanently suspended the account due to the risk of further incitement of violence. In the context of horrific events this week, we have made it clear on Wednesday that additional violations violations of the Twitter rules would potentially result in this very course of action. Our public interest framework exists to enable the public to hear from elected officials and world leaders directly. It is built on a principle that the people have a right to hold power to account in the open. However, we made it clear going back years that these accounts are not above our rules entirely and cannot use Twitter to incite violence, among other things. Incite, that's the word that's important, I think. Yeah. We will continue to be transparent around our policies and their enforcement. The below is a comprehensive analysis of our policy enforcement approach in this case. Wow. So this is interesting how they, they say exactly how they interpreted his tweets. So this is on January 8th. He tweeted these things. These were this was the day after the storming of the Capitol. This is this is so wild that there's like they have like an actual analysis in their interpretation of what was tweeted. Yeah. Who does cool. this? Who does it? Is this are these lawyers? Doctor like who does this? Who gauges these kinds of things? I feel like it's like, you know, Twitter's communications team being consulted by their leadership, like Jack Dorsey, their legal team. They put this together. Wow. So this is the day after. On January 8th, Trump tweeted, the 75 million great American patriots who voted for me, America first, and make America great again, will have a giant voice in the long, long into the future. They will not be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way, shape, or form. And then after that, he tweeted, to all of those who have asked, I will not be going to the inauguration on January 20th. Uh, Sorry to cut you off. You want to scroll up a little bit? Yeah. This is, this is like beyond, he's actually like so good at just like gassing up (laughs) the people that follow him. Yeah. And like you said, like not directly promoting things, but like just getting them excited and making them feel like, oh, like what you're doing, like, this is crazy. The great American patriots america first make america like the way he like capitalizes certain things will have a giant voice long into the future nuts nuts and clearly like in this 75 million not all these people the majority of these people probably aren't violent people but you know in these 75 million were the people who stormed the capital right they were part of this they were within this he's calling them all patriots so anyways yeah they did their interpretation so due to the ongoing tensions in the u.s and an uptick in the global conversation in regards to the people who violently stormed the capitol on jan 6 so sorry these tweets were two days later 
These two tweets must be read in the context of broader events in the country and the ways in which the president's statements can be mobilized by different audiences, including to incite violence, as well as the context of of the pattern of behavior from this account in recent weeks. After assessing the language in these tweets against our glorification of violence policy, we've determined that these tweets are in violation of the glorification of violence policy and and Trump should be immediately permanently suspended from the service. Um, Okay, so we assess the two tweets under the policy, which aims to prevent the glorification of violence that could inspire others to replicate violent acts and determined that they were highly likely to encourage and inspire people to replicate the criminal acts that took place at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. The determination is based on the following factors, including Trump's statement that he will not be attending the inauguration is being received by a number of his supporters as further confirmation that the election was not legitimate and is seen as him disavowing his previous claim made via two tweets um, that there would be an orderly transition. The second tweet may also serve as encouragement to those potentially considered violent acts, considering violent acts that the inauguration would be a safe target because he's not attending. Pretty much like Twitter saying that, you know, some of his supporters could interpret it that because he's not going, that he can like, they can attack the inauguration. Um, The use of the words American patriots to describe some of his supporters is also being interpreted as support for those committing violent acts at the U.S. Capitol. Agreed. Agreed to, yeah. The mention of his supporters having a giant voice. Wild, (laughs) wild, wild. (laughs) People that are reading this are probably like giant voice long into the... Honestly, this guy's a wordsmith. Like, that's nuts. Like, Jesus. He will not be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way, shape, or form. Is being interpreted as further indication that Trump does not plan to facilitate an orderly transition and said that he plans to continue to support, empower, and shield those who believe he won the election. Plans for future armed process of protests have already become proliferating on and off Twitter, including a proposed secondary attack on the Capitol on January 17th. So we'll see what happens in a week. That's crazy. I didn't realize that this exists. There's suspension reports. Is this put out for every user that's suspended or is it just like Uh, accounts that kind of get highlighted like this? I feel like this was a big one. I don't know if they do something like this for every account that's suspended. Yeah, they probably just get it like emailed to them. if, If Wow. Okay. Well, you know what? Seeing, like, I think that that was my, uh, one of my bigger reasons as to why I was like a little bit like um, in question as to whether or not Trump should be banned. But now that I've seen that like full analysis and like breaking down the tweets that he put out, like it makes a lot more sense. Very, very deceptive guy. I also think it's crazy how we put like the um, 75 million like patriots and stuff like that because someone that's like you know pro-trump and like gonna go out to capital and do all this crazy stuff doesn't think that they're like just a thousand or two thousand people they think that it's like 75 million other people that agree with what they're saying and are oh like, yeah you know what i mean so it completely throws off the perception of these people so Jeez. did you see the video he posted to twitter like the day that the people that it all happened capital? 
No, I he didn't. Said, he said, I love you. You're special people. You didn't see that? Do you hear no. about that? No, I heard about it. I wasn't able to find it because it got pulled. I, I probably just didn't look hard enough, though. Here, let me see if I share this. Let me see if you can hear it. Can you hear? No, no, oh, I can't. Okay, never mind. It's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. Uh, it's 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 really bad. What's it? Wait, sorry. What was the title of that? Can you come back for two seconds? Is it was um, that or was that a different website? This was on YouTube. Okay, so I can find that on YouTube. Then. Here, I'll send you the link in uh, Zoom chat right now. But it's bad. Um. Huh. <laughs> this guy's wild man and this is that's the one that got pulled from twitter pretty quickly yeah uh i think so i think so but that was that was like in response to the attack on the capitol mm-hmm. yeah no all of this stuff is crazy the way he addresses them and talks so yeah that's beyond me but just it's you know it's like it just lies right like or you know him saying stuff like um the Fraud- election that was fraudulent. definitely stolen from us mm-hmm. and the other, like side, the other side the other knows side knows it. it yeah like you could say stuff like if he wants to if he honestly thought it was being fraudulent he could say like we haven't been able to find any evidence yet, but I still believe there's a chance it was fraudulent. But I'm gonna respect the results until, you know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna respect Biden until we find evidence otherwise. But he's not doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just like speeding around the bush. No, it's just lies. Uh, so all in all, were you you pro this guy getting off of Twitter and all social media platforms? I think. I'm in favor of whatever the majority of Twitter users want. I think that's what I would want. So you think it boils down to the platform and you have democracy within the platform. That's, that's what I think I would like. And I would vote him off. I probably wouldn't vote permanent. Like if I could pick how much time and then like reassess, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I was thinking about like, what, what's the best way to do that. I was thinking about like maybe a model, like, you know, when you, when you get locked out of your phone, first yeah. it's like a minute, then two minutes, it keeps doubling. Mm-hmm. So maybe you start them at like a month. Yeah. And then it becomes, you know, a year and then like five years, pretty much like each time you strikes out, it, it it's a doubles longer, up in time. Yeah, something like that, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. That makes I, sense. I would I... also want people to vote on that, like get people to vote on how long should this suspension be. Hmm. That's have, yeah, have ma- the people speak. They should. That's a, that's a very good point. Maybe they should have like if they do revert to, um, you know, maybe like a little bit more of like a public interest model. Then they should have like a questionnaire that like active users that are actually on Twitter could fill out, and then that would kind of um, dictate like certain like rules and regulations around like users and <sighs> bans and certain stuff that gets put up and this that and the fourth. I think my approach for that like. To your point, I think I like the the platform, getting the perspective of the platform because Twitter is so much bigger than just the United States. Um, that would, I think, 
like incite a little bit more fairness across the board. But in terms of bans for this specific one, I think you you got to do longer than uh, a month because I feel like the energies and like um, engagement of his following is still probably going to be pretty active for a little while. I think you would have to wait like maybe like a year or so for him to be able to get back on there when um, people have kind of accepted Sour what's going down. on. Yeah. I think a month, I think a month from now, if, if Trump was to bounce back, you'd still have people excited and this is a fraudulent band energy flowing. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. know if a month is long enough, yeah. but interesting. Interesting. I love your takes. Yeah. Yours too. This- I really, I really like the idea of potentially like a got, you know, should there be a government owned social media platform or something like that? A government-owned social media platform. Like, should there be a Twitter that's, you know, like, by the government or something? Owned and operated by the government? I don't... Yeah. I, You're right. I, there, sorry, you go. Uh, I'm not... I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think that there, there, there would be, like, maybe conflicts of of interests and certain opinions and views that would would be suppressed so that's that's the one problem that that i do see with with that yeah um yeah i'm I'm excited to see where we where we end up with all this stuff and if this is going to become the regular and if it does like i think the one thing that i thought was crazy and like i i hope that after this trump ban maybe there's a little bit more attention on like international cases of people that might be like inciting violence or um like in similar methods that like trump has been doing like even if it doesn't you know affect or impact the states like they should at least i don't know maybe hire a team that starts to look into these certain things and cases to yeah help out for the greater good of more than just the states in north america last question how do you get people to believe less lies uh, the I think the validation I think it's the the social proof like there's social proofing embedded in in social media I think as soon as you get rid of like the like other people agree with this or give thumbs up to this um, people begin to like question they they don't even quite they just naturally will 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 seek more information and not jump into things as quickly like and, and an example of that would be you and the the reviews like product reviews or if you're trying to find a tutorial on what to do you know if you see a video that has a bunch of likes you're probably going to like skim through it really quickly whereas if you see something that doesn't then you're going to be like eh, you know maybe i should keep looking for something you know what i mean or go to like a more reliable source so i think that that's that's the way on social media is is to just get rid of social proofing likes. and that validation yeah. hopefully hopefully like we that. get to that point that would be sick and would probably drive a lot, uh, a lot of people that have crazy followings less, less crazy in the long yeah. term. Be better yeah. for their mental health because I think it takes a toll on people like Trump, especially. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll see if there's any social platforms out there without social proofing, without likes and stuff. Maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll start going on those. Jump on there. Better for my mental health. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Thanks for the talk, as always. Yeah, no worries. I got you covered. Epis- is this the first one of the of the new year? Yeah, it is. Let's go. First one of 2021. 2021. Get, getting kicked off nicely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thanks, Thanks for the time. Man. I'll yeah, talk to you later. Anytime. See ya. Peace. Bye.
Thanks again for tuning in to Can I Ask You a Question? If you liked this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you left a rating on iTunes or Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening from so that more people like you can discover it. Also, it'd be super helpful if you'd be willing to leave some feedback on any ideas you have for improving future conversations using the link in this episode's description. Thanks again and see you next time.